0: Thank you for downloading this episode of The MacReport Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now, on to this week's
1: episode. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, you had the two games last week. Uh, The game on Wednesday obviously was a disappointing one. The game on uh, Sunday uh, was, uh, you know, (laughs) you played a team that had won 12 in a row. And even though, you know, it uh, goes in the books as uh, an exhibition doesn't count, it seemed like your guys played it like anything but. Um, How did you end up coming away from the week?
0: Uh, You know, as as you talked about, we talked about on Sunday, Wednesday was really – you know, a difficult one to swallow. <clears throat> I, thought, um, I thought our team played really hard. I thought we played well for, you know, <clears throat> legitimately 55 minutes of that game. And then, um, you know, it got away from us at the end. Uh, coming back from that onto Sunday uh, and playing a very skilled team that could have been a difficult game to play, I was really pleased with the way our team responded, um, particularly with the guys that we put in the stands you know so we gave some guys a chance to play that hadn't played in a while and I thought they did everything they could with that opportunity so I was really happy for them and also impressed
1: by it Uh, any other or uh, another question from Mike yeah. So to follow up on that, obviously Alex had a great game on Sunday. Um, you know, we did talk about it after the game, but he just seemed to be dominant in many ways. Not only the goals that he scored, but uh, I think the, the assist on the on the fifth goal was seemed like a real heads up play where he you know, to get the puck past the guy that was challenging him in the corner. He lifts it up off the glass, kind of, to get it behind the net. And then, um, you know, Matt Capone is able to center it to, to Welsher for the goal. But it seemed like he did a lot of little things, including in, in the first period, away from the puck, defensive plays that started a rush going back the other way. Was that one of the more complete games that you've seen him play?
0: Yeah, I think it's finally the goal you're, you're referencing. I, you know, it almost looked like a street hockey goal, the way they, <laughs> it, it unfolded slowly. But it required both of them to make you know very good plays and Mac to get good positioning. So um, no, that was a that was a fun goal. It was it was one that you could almost uh, I'm sorry you could almost see it coming as it um, as it developed. Um, and for Alex, you know he's becoming a, a much more of a 200 foot player every day. You know he's never been asked that before, so um, it's no surprise that he arrived here probably without the experience of being asked to do that. Um, but he's really starting to do that every day, and it's and it's, uh, it's exciting to see because when you are a two hundred foot player, you have the puck a lot more, and you have it in, in opportunities to create speed. And I thought he had that the other night for sure.
1: Question from John:
0: uh, Scott, one more game before the break. You've got Dartmouth coming up oh, on Friday, and wondering uh, how much you know about them and what your thoughts are as you approach Friday uh, on the big green. Well, I know they play really hard. Uh, they have good goaltending. Uh, they play very hard. Um, I think they, you know, it, it's, it's essentially, even though uh, coach Cash was there last year, they didn't play. So it's essentially his first year. And when you play teams in that position with a new coach, they're going to come after you very, very aggressively. They're, they're trying to earn spots for the future. Uh, I'm sure that's the messaging in their locker room. So I expect that, you know, they'll, they'll be ready to roll. They have, They haven't played in a little while Um, they're on break. So they don't have exams. We're dealing with exams this week. So I think it's going to be a challenge for our team to get our own house in order to be ready to play for this game because of what we're going through this week. Uh, But also I know we're going to face a very challenging Dartmouth team that will play very, very hard. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great way to end the break. Um, And I think it will be a, you know, be a nice way to go into the second half, especially if we're successful, but either way, Playing a team that plays that hard will make us better. Question for me. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned it being finals week and whatnot with exams. How how much more difficult does that aspect make it for you and the rest of the team trying to balance, making sure everyone's, you know, on top of – obviously the classroom comes first every day with you guys, but, you know, when it comes to finals, what added struggles can that bring for different guys? Well, I, I think the um, the biggest thing we have to be aware of is that you have to take all the practices and any, anything we do this week is optional um, just because guys might need the time to study, guys might need the time to actually take their test. Um, so it it, it, pre- it presents a practice dynamic that will be different every day because we'll have different guys missing every day. Um, but if we can get to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, if we can get to Thursday, Thursday, um, and have everybody there Thursday, and everybody feels good about where they are academically, and they've gotten the job done, uh, then I think we'll be good to go. You know, this time of year, uh, we've practiced a lot already. Uh, we've been on the ice a lot together already. So I don't think that's a huge deal. I just think the guys getting through what they have to get through academically and doing that successfully. And my job is to give them every opportunity to do that. And that's what we're trying to do.
1: Question from Mike. A two part uh, question here. First, uh, playing that playing that game that, uh, again, effectively exhibition doesn't count, but gives you a chance to, to maybe do some things on Sunday uh, and, and playing them in particular. Is that is that a game or, you know, a team that you might like to try to play more of in the future and maybe around the same time of year? And also what combinations did you see on Sunday? Maybe some new combinations the, that you hadn't put together before, but you had a chance to see on Sunday that maybe you'd like to, to see some more of moving forward. Well, you
0: know, it's interesting. I I think uh, I dreaded that game, you know, once it got scheduled, just because I knew the timing of it going into finals. uh, I knew how good that team can be. um, And I didn't know how our team would approach it. And so um, after the game, obviously, I was really happy we scheduled it. I thought it was a great way to get over the Wednesday. Um, But I, I think that's a, you know, I'm hopeful that we can play them in the future. Their coach, Adam Nightingale, is a former player of mine at Lake Superior State. Uh, I'm sure he'll uh, give us an opportunity to play again. It all depends on their scheduling, but uh, I'm hopeful that we can get them back. I, I think it is a valuable experience for our team and it lets us play other players that may not be getting the ice time that you'd like them to get. Um, and we saw a lot of combinations. You know, I, I thought one you already alluded to. I, I thought Mac Welcher, Mac Capone, and Alex Jeffries worked really well together. Um, you know, the three different players, uh, but Mac, you know, Mac Welcher drives any line he's on because his energy level is compete. Uh, he gets himself in the good areas. And I thought that, you know, that was good for Alex and, and Maddie. And so that was one of the ones I saw uh, that I thought was pretty good. And then uh, there were other, I thought Reagan Kimmins and Jordan Seifert both you know, gave us good games and played with different people during the, the weekend that was solid. I'm sorry, during the Sunday game that was really solid. So it's going to be a very difficult lineup to pick for Friday night for sure. And that's a good thing. Uh, I know it's it's not comfortable, but that's a good thing. Question for me, Coach, obviously, again, you got Dartmouth coming in this weekend. What impact did, did that school have on you as not only a young player, but to get you to where you are in your coaching career today? Uh, interestingly, uh, you know what? I, I didn't go to Dartmouth to be a college hockey coach, that's for sure. Uh, my parents made me well aware of that when I chose to be a college hockey coach. Uh, <clears throat> but I had some you know, situations that happened while I was there. Uh, with an injury in my sophomore year that was ended my career. Uh, and I was really fortunate. The head coach, George Crow, um, who I remained friends with the rest of his life, um, you know he put me on his staff as a student. Uh, then he helped me get a job right after I graduated at Providence with Mike McShane, who had recruited me to Dartmouth. Um, and so it, it just it kind of launched me into this career. And a lot of it, you know, Dartmouth was part of it, but a lot of it was George Crow and Mike McShane and the people I met at Dartmouth that gave me the opportunity Um, You know, ironically, uh, this coming game Friday, uh, every once a year, uh, 13 of my uh, closer or fraternity brothers um, from from Dartmouth will be here on uh, Friday night and we go away once a year as a group Um, and the friendships and bonds that we made during that time. I don't think they're unique to Dartmouth because I'm hoping that's what our players have with each other. Um, But it certainly is something that has stuck with me my whole life and will continue to be a big part of my life. Question from John. Yes, Scott. I'm sure you're eager to uh, find out the uh, rescheduled dates of the Yukon games. I'm wondering uh, what is the pace uh, of those games getting rescheduled? And is that something that you have uh, say in, or is it decided by the league? Uh, We we will have say in it. Um, I think it would be a stretch to say that I would have say in it, but Merrimack will have say in it. Um, You know, our, our hope is. Uh, that we schedule, like I, just because our schedule is already jam-packed, I'm very hopeful that we can um, schedule one for January and one for February. Um, there was a push from the league to do both in January at one point, uh, but I, I just I think that's asking too much of our team. I don't know what UConn's schedule is in January, but we already have 11 games. Playing 13 games in a very important month uh, is not something I'm eager to do. So uh, we will have – that's kind of the input I've given to our administration – that I'd like to do one in January, one in February, Um, you know, and there's still some conversation with the league about how that's going to transpire. And, you know, frankly, um, I think we should be making the choice, you know, given how this thing all came down, I think it should be up to Merrimack when we're playing them. Um, But I I'm certain that in this era, that will not be the case.
1: Any more questions for Scott? Uh, One from Mike Macknick. Yeah, so you do have, as we've talked about, the Dartmouth game coming up on Friday, and then you have a break. And uh, so with Hugo having played on on Sunday, uh, you know, do you look to try to get, to try to keep people fresh in, in terms of uh, the, the goaltending decision for Friday, or do you just uh, treat it like a normal week and, you know, make the decision based on the normal things that, that you make that based on?
0: Uh, you know what, that's a good question. I think, <clears throat> as I've said before, and, and I really toyed with who was going to play in that Sunday game, uh, easily could have uh, brought Troy Coburn into that game. Um, so going into the Dartmouth game, very similar. You want to consider all three goaltenders. Um, like to see who has the best week of practice, who seems the most prepared. Certainly exam schedules and exam load uh, will probably be, um, you know, part of this decision just because who gets the most practice ice this week. Um, and so typically that wouldn't be a freshman uh, just because I think, you know, exams, college exams for the first time or can be a little bit overwhelming. So we'll see how Hugo is coming out of the exam period, but we'll also check in with Troy and Zach um, to see really who's, who's mentally the most available to us and who had the easier week and who got the practice the most. Um, that's likely the guy who will play.
1: Question from Mike McMahon.
0: Um, what's the schedule kind of look like after this game? I mean, do you guys, Obviously, I'm sure the kids going to get a, guys going to get a chance to go home a little bit, and then you get the game. I think the, the first of January, so the guys pretty much heading out of town uh, this weekend. Yeah, we, we you know we play the game on the 17th. Um, when actually we had originally scheduled it, we scheduled it for the 18th, um, but I asked them to back it up a day just because you know I wanted to give our guys a little bit more of a break. So uh, they're going to leave on the 18th. Uh, I think every one of our players is going to go home, including the international students. Um, and then they'll come back on the 26th. We'll practice for the first time and get ready for that game of that weekend series, the first and second of January. Um, you know, obviously it's big getting back here as quick as we can uh, going through some testing to make sure we're in a good place uh, and make sure our team's ready to move forward. It's it's going to be a real big message to our team as they go home for break is that, you know, we need to come back healthy. Um, and it's not as easy as it used to be. You know, you just got to make sure you put yourself in the right places. You're going to be around family members and things, but, Make sure you're taking care of your house so you're taking care of your team, and then uh, we'll be able to move forward.
1: Question from Mike Macknick. Yeah, I know you've had a few guys banged up lately, like Christian. Uh, is he not available for Friday, and is anybody else unavailable? Christian, he's
0: unavailable. I think he'll be available after Christmas. Um, they're trying to kind of fit a cast on his hand, but um, you know he's not available, but he's really the only player right now that um, is not available. Uh, I think we we've been able, we're fortunate. We've been able to stay knock on wood relatively healthy uh, both through the, you know, COVID as well as, you know, physically.